the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday show. I hope you had a good weekend. I always have a good weekend. I'm very lucky about that. Lucky about a lot of things. And so are you, by the way. Better way to go through life than thinking you're unlucky about a lot of things. That's why things like what happened in Florida happened to remind you about how lucky you are. 151 unaccounted for, is that correct? Something something like that, 151 and 9 already known to be dead. So one can hope, but the, the chances are very small that those people are still living. It was a particularly heartbreaking story out of Miami where friends and relatives of a, of a young couple that were in the building and unaccounted for stood outside the building yelling, uh, I guess friends of hers, yelling her name so that should she be alive they would hear people are there for her. That, that, was, that, that got me, I got to say. So, it's tough to know what there is to be learned from these things. The, the, the desire to assume that we can know A and B, that somebody's at fault, and there may well be, but uh, there are things that happen. So, that's a good reminder about how lucky the uh, the chances are you are so welcome to the show where obviously we talk about everything in life so as there's no one dominant uh, news story i'd like to bring to you something from nbc the today show website i have no idea why i went to it i have not been to the today website in my life I didn't know that today had a website. Have you seen this? Did you send this to me? Child-free adults are just as happy as parents, study finds. This is, this is part of the movement in a popular culture, if today represents pop, but it's actually not today. It was the study. Study finds. Study finds is the modern human being's equivalent to thus saith the Lord. Experts say, study finds, thus saith the Lord. In that order, one might add. Thus saith the Lord is way down under study show or study finds. Laura Lavoie knew all of her life she didn't want to have children. Now 46, she never felt that draw, she said. 
part of a growing U.S. population opting out of parenthood. A new study finds child-free people are as happy as parents are, with the authors surprised by just how many men and women indicated they didn't want to have kids. It's part of a larger trend of Americans having fewer children in general. The U.S. birth rate fell to a record low or record low last year. And there could be 300 to 500,000 fewer births in 2021, according to some estimates. For Lavoie, there were many reasons to choose to be child-free. The most important is that I just don't want to raise children. It's just not something that has ever appealed to me. I don't want to be responsible for another human being in that way. <laughs> it's, you know what I love about this whole thing, and I will continue, is this couple's lack of self, self-consciousness. They, they speak of narcissism as a beautiful thing. There, there's, there's no attempt to put it in moral terms it just you know that's just not the sort of thing for me i don't want to be responsible for another human being in that way lavoie a writer who lives in Asheville, north carolina told today but i also really like traveling i like adventure never sitting in the same spot for very long and just kind of lifestyle things that don't really fit with having a child her husband feels the same way she said They've been together 26 years, and both agreed they didn't want to have children. They've discussed it over the years, but knew the answer would always be the same, she noted. This is this triggered in me the subject of my weekly column this week. Do you know what this goes under? This goes under the heading of Be Safe. That's how I see it. The safe choice is not to have children. In fact, the safe choice is not to get married. The safe choice is to take few risks in life, live as much as possible for the moment, and that is what has become the dominant ethos of our time. Another example, please put it under the heading of consequences of secularism. Religious people have more kids. Everybody knows that. That's not, you don't even need a study for that. Every one of you knows that. You meet somebody with four or five children, let alone more, you have every reason to assume they are either a Mormon or LDS as they prefer an Orthodox Jew, a religious Catholic, or an Evangelical Christian, right? How many secular people do you know who have five or more children? The odds are zero. Certainly true for me. They exist, but they are so rare uh, as to be unknown to the vast majority of us. So this is just another example of the consequences of secularism. You know we are living in the age of the irrational. Never in American history has the irrational been so dominant as today. And that, too, is a consequence, ironically, for those who believe that secularism ushered in the age of reason, 
of, in fact, of secularism. In other words, there's far more rational thinking among religious Americans than among irreligious Americans. I'm not talking about religious beliefs. Religious beliefs are not all fully in the realm of reason. That's true. That's why they're called faith. But when you apply it to society, there's no comparison that you will get far more rational responses to life from more religious people than non-religious people. Why have children? Why is this couple wrong? They want to travel more. They want to dine out more. They don't want to have to take care of, uh, of somebody all the time, right? Why have a child? You have a secular answer? Well, there is. there actually are a couple of secular answers. That would apply whether you're religious or secular. Uh, how about this to begin with? Purpose of life is not to avoid difficulty. The purpose of life is not to play it safe. The purpose of life is not to have as much fun at any given moment as possible, since fun and happiness are not the same thing. There are tremendous risks in having children, especially if you send them to an American school. They may end up an a-hole. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. There are actually more risks in having a child today than at any time in American history. Except the risks in the past were that they wouldn't live past childhood. That's true. Today, it's that they won't be a decent human being or think clearly because they, they went to school. It's a different risk today than in Abraham Lincoln's time. You want to uh, you want to grow up? That's the argument for marriage. I'd like to grow up. There is no human being that I know of, and probably that you don't know, who does not believe that they matured as a result of marriage, even if the marriage was awful. Same thing holds for having a child. Also, isn't this, isn't it, is it the arrogance of these people who write the study? How do you measure happiness? What do you do? You ask people who have, who decided to have no children, are you happy? And you ask people who have children, are you happy? And then you make the comparison? 1-8 Prager 776, back in a moment. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 
800-500-8384. If you're like me, you're thrilled by the recent news of the world opening up to travel again. You're probably even planning your next trip. The best place to start your journey is at Context Learning. With Context, you learn about the destination you plan to visit. It's like getting insider knowledge of the go-to places for the next big trip long before you even hop on a plane. Context runs live, expert-led courses and virtual tours around the globe. In a given day, you can uncover ancient Rome with an archaeologist, go behind the velvet rope in the Louvre with an art expert, or walk the streets of St. Petersburg with a local guide, all from home. It's a terrific thing even if you're not planning to travel there. It is the next best thing to actually traveling there, and it's interactive. If you love travel and learning as much as I do, you're going to love this. For a limited time, when you buy one virtual tour, you'll get a second tour free when you use the promo code DENNIS at contextlearning.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-X. Learning.com. Use the promo code Dennis, contextlearning.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I want to remind you that we are going to Israel, and the trip is scheduled for October. And... Grab these experiences while you can, because as you saw the last year and a half, one never knows what will take place. There's a banner at my website, and it is called Stand with Israel. Click on the banner for the information. This is what they're telling everybody. You want to be happy? You'd be at least as happy if you choose not to have children as if you do have children. Uh, by the way, the the interesting thing, among many other things, about this article and the studies from today, the NBC website, is that's the criterion for making choices. Not is it good, not will you grow, not do, do you owe it to society. I know this sounds amazing, but one reason to have children and to get married is for the sake of society. When I, I was single till I was 32, and I got married at 32 in part, uh, in, in large measure actually, uh, because I was raised in a tradition, in my case Judaism, which placed so much emphasis on getting married. You were not considered a complete person if you didn't. Now, if you couldn't for whatever reason, there are reasons why a, sm- a small percentage of people cannot Uh, get married, cannot find someone, obviously that is understood, but the vast majority of people would held that it was, it was your responsibility to do so. And I, I, I bought that, that it was a better way of life to get married. I got divorced and I'm still happy I got married. One has nothing to do with the other. It's like saying, I'm happy that I, I got a driver's license, even though I was in a car crash. It, that's part of it. Oh, you know, well, you know, my parents got divorced. This is the safety issue. Everything is safe. This last year was eye-opening as to the religion of safetyism. Be safe. When did, when did Americans say that to other Americans, be safe? I'm not sure the astronauts who went to the moon were told, be safe. <laughs> be safe. <laughs> as opposed to what? 
Be safe. This is a new thing. People just said, be safe. I'm proud to say I said to nobody once, be safe. I tell people, be well. I wish them health. But I don't wish them, be safe. It's a different America that says to people, be safe. Go into airports and people still have to wear masks. The whole thing is a, is a bad joke. That's an example of the irrational dominant in, a, in our society and more religious people being rational on the issue than, than secular people. Yes, there is no sense of what do I owe others. We have raised, and I saw this in my generation. This is, this is two generations old already. I equated the whole ethos with narcissism. Why would I, why would I get married? And especially, why would I have children? You can't eat out as often. You have to take care of another creature. Oh, my God, think about it. Why would I want to do that? So the combination of play it safe and no no desire to grow. No, even even the, the the couple quoted here they didn't they didn't talk about growing. They they talked about not having to take care of somebody. They talked about having more adventures of travel. I don't know somehow or other I got to 130 uh, countries with children, and uh, I mean I don't mean. Having children, I didn't take my children to 130 countries. Took them to some. Yeah, the data are are remarkable. Over a quarter of adults, 27 percent, identified as child-free in the new study, conducted by psychologists at Michigan State University and published last week in the journal PLOS One, P L O S One. The number dramatically exceeds previous estimates of 2% to 9%. Wow. 27% as opposed to 2 to 9. More than a third of child-free people, 35%, were in a partnered relationship, suggesting couples who don't want children represent an important type of family, they added. It's a type of family. Isn't that an interesting question? Is that a type of family? Do me a favor, look up family in the, in the dictionary. Curious, does it imply children? Yep, a group of one or more parents. A group of one or more parents. And their children, and their together. children living together. They'll change that. There's no question they're going to change that. So, by the way, if you want the most subversive book in the English language, do you know what I'm referring to? What do you think the most subversive book? An old dictionary. That is exactly right. Yeah. See the definition for husband or wife or man or woman for that matter. Family. That's right. This is an important type of family. The findings are based on a representative sample of 981 Michigan adults, but the researchers anticipate they'd see similar patterns in other parts of the U.S., Said lead author Jennifer Watling Neal, an associate professor of psychology at Michigan State University. 
Besides parental status, the participants were asked about their life satisfaction, political ideology, personality traits, and warmth toward child-free women and men. The study was careful to distinguish child-free people, those who voluntarily choose not to have children, from other types of non-parents, such as not-yet-parents, who plan to have children and childless people who would have liked to have kids, but couldn't because of infertility or other circumstances. That's excellent. Good, I'm glad they did that. It shows you how common that is now, choosing not to have children. It turned out child-free people were as satisfied with life as the others. <laughs> there were no differences in personality traits between the various groups, but child-free adults were significantly more liberal than, their par- than parents. Now, why might that be? You know, you know my theory, right? You'll always find the greatest thought four paragraphs from the end. This is about four to six paragraphs from the end. This is done by liberal professors that uh, child-free adults were significantly more liberal than parents were. In other words, people choosing not to have children were more likely on the left than on the right. Another innovation of the left. The Dennis Prager Show. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hi there, everybody. Dennis uh, Prager here. And uh, we should put this piece up uh, at DennisPrager.com. It is is worth your seeing, the, the study from Michigan State University, how happy people who choose, again, choose, not people who life has made it not possible for them to have children. But people who choose not to have children, after all, they get to go out more and travel more, and they don't have to take care. This is their words. They don't have to take care of another human being. I think a particularly excellent insight. I will let him get the credit is Philip in Los Angeles. Hello, Philip. Hello, sir. How are you? Well, good. It is, a, it is a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking about this as you were as you were speaking, and and I really think that these the results. This is really a result of a generation making children the center of the universe. You got it. One minute. One minute. Give the what? What do we send out to a great insight? You want a cigar? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, too bad. I thought you'd say no. <laughs> I, I blew that one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean, it, it is. It's a brilliant insight. Yeah, it, it, the, 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 yeah, I mean, they were they were coddled just, yeah. and made the center of the universe, and now they don't want children. Yes. Uh, I'm 52, and I have to tell you, God rest his soul, my father didn't spend one day of his 82 years wondering whether I liked him or not. He wondered a lot whether I respected or loved him, but he never needed to be liked by me. And I think a big mistake a lot of parents have made um, is they want to be liked by their kids. So they make them the center of the universe, and uh, here you go. Now they're adults, and they're still <laughs> children in many ways. Well, you're good. It makes sense you had such a father. That, that was the case in my father. I don't think he spent a minute of his life wondering, uh, did I love him? Or working uh, toward that end. How do I raise a, a, a mensch? That, that's all he cared about. How do I how do I raise a decent uh, decent adult? That, that's that's what uh, that's what animated him. That's why I'm not a fan of the unconditional love. It's all part of the same thing, by the way. I know a lot of you don't agree with me on it. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I don't seek to be loved either. <laughs> yes, even if you turn out to be a twit, I love you. I didn't get that message, to be honest. I didn't. And so that's probably one of the reasons I didn't turn out to be a twit. And anyway, I find zero biblical basis for it, uh, but that's uh, I've covered that issue in print, and I've covered it on, on, the, on the air. I'm not going to go into it now. I don't want a God who loves everybody no matter how bad they act. I don't, I don't even want to believe in such a God. That, that's, how, that's how opposed I am to that doctrine which has no biblical basis to begin with. But uh, that's, by the way, I have proof that it, it has it has no biblical basis because Google has a fascinating chart where it charts the usage of terms and words over the course of the last 200 years in, in print. It's an incredible thing that they've done. One of the, one of the good things that Google has done doesn't undo all the bad, but nevertheless it is good. And if you look at the graph for the words unconditional love, you will find that uh, prior to uh, the uh, mid-20th century, it wasn't used at all. They couldn't even find it. It's a new secular term that religious people adopted. And uh, it it is a good example of the secular influencing the religious far more than the religious influencing the secular. But, but certainly this has been the message of parents. Oh, yes, you could turn out to be despicable, but I love you. There you go. And the coddling of kids and now the, these nar- this narcissistic generation. But the, the giveaway in this article, I forgot it until I read it to you now. And this is by liberal professors, Michigan State University. The uh, child-free adults were, quote, significantly more liberal than parents. You know, so there are two reasons. The more liberal you are, the less likely you, you are going to leave your narcissism and have children. And the more you have children, uh, the less narcissistic you are and therefore conservative. That's that's what it is. So how do they answer it? Ah, I'll fight global warming. I won't have children. 
but I'll show how altruistic and wonderful I am by fighting racism and global warming. That's what that's all about. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. I have uh, done something I don't normally do on a Monday first hour is begin with a non-news item. But I talk about everything, and why not? Anyway, can you name a more important question for society than whether its citizens decide to have children or not? If a society doesn't reproduce, is it not committing suicide? That's what I meant earlier. One of the reasons to have children is for the sake of society. That What I just said to you is so foreign-sounding to the college-educated, where narcissism is the one degree you definitely get, no matter what your degree is in. That it, it's, it's completely new. What, I should have children for the sake of society? You're damn right. It's also a reason to get married. It's better for society if people do that. If people take care of one another in a legal commitment, that is better than the state taking care of you. Okay, Argyle, Texas. Amy, hello, Amy. Hi, Dennis. Hi. I was just calling to tell you, um, so my sister, I have one child and another one on the way. And um, my older sister, she has chosen not to have kids. And she says the reason is not because people will tell you they're unhappy, but they all say they are happy, but they seem miserable and exhausted. Right. And why do you answer her? Um, I have told her that it's hard to explain because it can be exhausting, but... um, you can't understand the joy until it hap- until you have your own kids, and you'll never you'll never know that. Right. So anyway, wh- where is it written that one should never be exhausted? If if, if, if somebody uh, had a demanding job and they were exhausted from that, like a lawyer, lawyers lawyers who work to get ahead. Are exhausted. It, it, no profession. Oh, well, no profession. They don't really like to work. I'm sorry. They don't really like to work. Who's they? So, I'm sorry. That's why I said I'm sorry. My, Who's uh, they? My sister and her husband. Oh, exactly. So right. They don't want anything that's exhausting. No, they travel. That's it. I, they travel. You know, I'm not cultured at all. I'm conservative. She's very liberal. Right. And college educated. I'm not college educated. Right. Um, And I'm uncultured. In their view. In their view. Right. In their view. Sad little life over here. Yes. That's exactly right. Well, for whatever it's worth, you are my favorite of the two sisters. (laughs) I know who I would rather be stuck on an island with between the, the two sisters. Yes, it's oh, it's exhausting. Yes, that is correct. That is exhausting. 
ask uh, what uh, ask any doctor how exhausting it was to go through medical school and then residency and, and internship. What, what what worthwhile isn't exhausting? Think writing a book is not exhausting? What worthwhile isn't exhausting? It's not exhausting being a major league baseball player. It's exhausting. But they they have so little regard for parenthood that that's a worthless exhaustion. Playing shortstop is a worthwhile exhaustion. Being a parent is not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mike, Santa Rosa, California. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a single male in my mid-40s, and you've already listed all of that kind of happiness that single people can have as far as going on vacation whenever they want, you know, eating whatever. But um, children aren't investing in the future. And when I get older, having no kids, um, I'm going to not have children to help take care of me when I get older. I'm going to have to rely on the, you know, the good graces of my other family members, you know, interrupt their lives to have them take care of me the way I take care of my dad now that he's older. And for those married couples that say they're happier without kids, well, you know, children hold a marriage together. And what if you end up not being married in the future? What if you get divorced? Then it's just going to be two single people without children. They'll be in the same situation that I'll be in. And in addition, I'd like to mention that seeing my friends with their children, you know, I have to experience their happiness by proxy. So for sure, you know, they have their hard times, you know, raising kids, but there's a lot of happiness in there too. Well, thank you for your honesty. That is correct. Everything you said is correct. Hence the biblical famous verse, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. The... The secular world has said, do not sow in tears, sow in joy. There you go. If you sow without tears, there ain't much to reap. That is indeed the way it goes. There are no guarantees. A lot of people with children, especially today more so than in the past, because they sent their kids to the parental alienation institution known as school, why parents do that is uh, shows you that people don't think things through. The chances of your, uh, if you have three children, the chances of all three going to school from kindergarten through college, let alone graduate school, and coming out with a love for you and admiration for you and what you stand for are, are very uh, small. And yet, I guess people just assume it won't happen to them. But uh, it's, this is a phenomenon that we are experiencing, and it's another example of the consequences of the left destroying everything it touches, this one being the family. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. How much do you know about the influential family? Hi, everybody. Began the show today with a discussion of a piece on the Today website. 
NBC show today a study about how happy people who choose not to have children are. Yes, indeed. Oh, boy. Uh, you got a lot of very important calls here. It it actually, I must say, it, it's good for me to see this. Uh, Jaron, is that your name in Louisville, Kentucky? Jaron? Yes, sir, that's it. J-E-R-R-I-N? That's me. All right, good to talk to you. You're my first Jaron in my life. <laughs> Gladly. I appreciate you taking my call, man. Uh, I just wanted to talk about why I don't want to have any more kids. I'm, uh, I mean, you know, maybe in the future, but I'm 23. I had one kid out of wedlock. We're doing good. It was it was a horrible experience. But um, he's five right now. But with what with everything that's going on right now in uh in our schools, um, in life with people just pretty much losing their minds with all the different genders and all this other, I don't want my kids growing up to feel like they have to associate themselves with that just just because everybody else thinks it's cool. Um, everything is pretty much going bad right now, man. I, I, I don't personally feel like I want would want to bring another kid in this world like that. Well, let me just say to you, uh, you are not alone. Uh, I'm only letting you go because we have very little time in the, in the final segment of each hour. You represent a lot of people. I just, for whatever it's worth, I have heard from the beginning of my radio career over 35 years ago, People calling in, you know, with all these problems in this world, I, I just can't, I can't see bringing a child in. I'd like to know when it was okay to bring a child into the world. During the Depression? During, uh, dur- during the dark eras in American life that existed? During the dark eras in European life? Anywhere else? I mean... If the issue is only bring a child into a wonderful world or a problem-free world, then we'll never have children. One of the points of bringing in a child is to hopefully raise one that will make the world better. And that may mean leaving it at any given time for a community of healthier people. We'll be back. We'll be back. 